2: More than once, actually.
1: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes.
0: Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win in town.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Lock Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. <laughs>
2: Yeah
1: Woo Let's go Y'all need to sit back, listen, enjoy the vibe Tip something, light it up, enjoy the ride Cause the Sports City Chefs is on the night In the kitchen cooking up, they on the ride Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs, Sports City SportsCity SportsCity. Yes, Lord, we got a brand new present. Joe Biden, we and I pray you haven't said Word from the wise, my people stay ahead of on, I've been relevant, trying to survive the elements. It ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it. Case goes from cold to hot state heaven. Kaboom, Sports city chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on your the spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF doing the clouds loom. to so tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, chef. Sports City, Sports City, chef, Chefs. Mm. Yeah.
0: Cabin.
1: Touch. <laughs> Woo! Connecticut. uh
2: Yes, yes,
0: yes, Sports City Chefs in the building. We are here. It's the caller's cookout. The villain versus timeless. We're good. Always wins. Coming at you another day, another Wednesday, 9 o'clock on uh, January the 18th, thousand twenty-three. I can't believe it's 2023, man. we here, though. Uh, Call number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine 477 Now with you for the next, we'll see, uh, maybe 50 minutes, 58 minutes, maybe an hour plus. We'll see how it goes. Um, shout out to our sponsors, uh, PHI Apparel. Uh, you know, they, they must be happy down there in Philly. They're Eagles, number one seed. You know who they got to face, though. But, you know, while you're there, go get you uh, some Philly gear, represent the Sixers, represent the Eagles. Use the promo code CHEFS, get 15% off your order. Promo code CHEF, So that's um, PHIapparel.co. Get to their website immediately, get your Eagles. Uh, playoff gear while you still can because I don't think they're going to be any much longer but I don't think they're going to be you know we'll see how it goes So, I don't do this alone though every good villain needs a hero every good hero needs a villain I got the best hero in the world I got the, the head honcho himself TP Timeless, TP Timeless in the building what's going on brother how you doing my computer's a little slow but I'll bring you in if I can my computer hold on a second Gotta bring, I gotta bring these guys in. I, I, try, I try to do it in, in, in such a scientific way, you know, to bring them in. But you know, it's 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 my internet. But uh, I, I think, think I got it.
2: The teach. blazer loosened up the tie. Step aside, the kitchen timeless is a lie. Don't you worry, I got it under control. I got it. I gotta go ahead. You better go ahead. You better go ahead. You better go ahead. <laughs> I'm in the building. We got this thing going, locked and loaded in the middle of January. Do you know what people, I was saying this earlier today, I said we are at the near end of January. I'm feeling so good about that, that I feel just because I've gotten older, that time is actually really flying. Like time is flying. Like, so people, I know I know that we, we all panic once January, February coming around. We're almost at the end of January. February is a small month, and then spring comes, and I know how I am with spring with allergy season, but, you know, all of the good stuff start happening. March Madness, everything comes into play. But right now, the ticket things on the gridiron is in full play. Of course, there's a lot of hardwood going on right now. Some good stuff happening on the hardwood, too, especially in my end. So I'm loving every last bit of that, too. So we get to toss that around as best as possible. A lot of interesting matches coming up for this weekend as well. But we'll get into it. This grill is roasting, and I'm focused, man. Tell Barry to holler at me, man. Young Thomas, you heard you
0: I mean, here, man. Uh, you got to holler at me, man, because I came on your show on the timeless uh, Sunday morning brunch with you and Michael Harvey. You guys do a great job. Uh, I was a little late, but I had to eat. You know, TP keeps me fat. I, I got to admit, listen, uh, you know, there's not a lot of things that I can cling to in this world other than uh, my family and my, my, my friends. But TV will feed you. He will keep you fed. So I had to come in and get my giant plate. <laughs> but you know how it is, T.P. I, giant... <laughs> I got my giant plate. I got
2: my giant
0: plate. See what I did there? See you know what I did there. But, uh, hey, hey,
2: you, know, you tell me when to go. You tell me when to go. I mean, I got a whole rack if you want me to let it go. Tell me when to let it go. You, you just let me know. You just let me know. Yeah. I'm I'm coasting right now. But if, if you want me at attention, at ease, you just let me know.
0: That's exactly. But you know, we had a good show last night on the NF3 for All, uh, hosted by Sirius and, and I co-host with him. Had a special guest, um, New York Giants uh, fangirl Adriana Iphola, uh, You know, appreciate her coming by. Uh, gave her a chef apron, a guest apron. You know, put the NY on it so she can cook that bird with us. But, uh, you know, shout out to her, and, and make sure you get to her platforms and her socials and follow her and, and listen to her show on Spotify uh, and Apple. She does a great job breaking down giant stuff. But um, I'm 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 a little perturbed because my UConn Huskies can't get it right, man. We can't get right from life, you know what I mean? You just can't get right, boss. You know, I don't want to hear that we on the road, that our coach got COVID. We just do not have any kind of offensive flow. We blew a 14-point lead to Set- Seton Hall and lost by one in Seton Hall, but I don't care. It, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Um, I don't even want to talk about the game. I, I don't want to talk about it right now, but uh, I just had to get that out. I was talking to one of our buddies.
2: Hold on, hold on, You can't just give us all the good. Wait, wait, you the villain, ain't you? You, <laughs> you got to go through the bad, too. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, we can get on the dice up and then you want to dodge UConn. Wait, wait, I oh, no! know. Oh, I know, wait. I know, wait, I, know. Wait. I know, so, so. Oh, wait a minute now. Wait a cotton-picking minute. You better stop it. Now, here goes the crazy part, right? Hurley sits yeah. out because he went to Seton Hall. The Hurleys are from Jersey, and they didn't want to sit out for this game. They think they slick. These people are funny, and they lost the lead, too. You know how much Vegas might have been involved in that game, as well as the Purple Peter evening game. If you want to talk about that, we can go every which way but loose. Don't you sit back there and hold back, because I'm right here. I will get my instinct going. You better tell all that crying stuff. Bye-bye-bye, for real. I'm not playing. Listen, it's
0: – it's um. It, after starting the season fourteen and zero, we've we've lost five of our last six games, um, and, and haven't looked good in, in a majority of them. Uh, tonight, it was all about how pathetic they looked on offense. Uh, I, I was telling Seth, uh, a friend of the program, it was five guys standing around waiting to shoot a three ball. It, there was no flow. they has got no guard play. Um, Newton just couldn't get anything going. Uh, they just can't get the offense initiated. Um, guys standing around, like Dick I said, uh, can't get easy buckets. Bigs couldn't get, finish around the basket. We were, weren't rebounding. We we're always in foul trouble. Always stupid fouls, tic tac fouls, and you know, giving them free shots in the bonus. All, like a minute into the half, it, it's it's ridiculous. It, it's been it's been. It, they have talent. They don't. Hawkins is a good player. Uh, I wouldn't put him on that. Rip Ham, Rip oh. Hamilton. Uh, Ray Allen level, um, they want to put him on that level, but he ain't there yet. So he 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 forces a lot of bad shots. Um, oh, you know, Jackson hold on, hold should on. not be shooting at all. Uh, go, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Wait, shout out to Tom Hanks. Are are you crying? Are you crying? <laughs> oh, well, what's crying right right.
3: what what's your basketball? What's again? <laughs> They're horrible.
2: Listen, listen. They're horrible. And no, you hear stop, me talking about Patrick Ewing? Wait, hold, wait. Hold on. They're horrible. Don't and I've been talking about stop. Patrick Wood for how long? Wait, wait, wait. Barry, am I lying? Yes. You, you stop me if I'm lying. Have I not been talking about Patrick Wood for how long? How long you been there for?
0: I know. I know
2: you have, but don't say you're either, kind of even when we won the Big East tournament, I was dissing them then, and they won the Big East tournament. It's like, okay, well, let's see how far we can run if we won the tournament mm. as the bottom seed. That's the first time somebody in the Big East won the Big East tournament as the the worst seed and won it. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, he, he's here. Mm-hmm. He won like a 27, 28-point, I mean, 28-game moving streak in conference play spanning from a year and a half ago. But get, he needs to be fired. I can care less or what his legacy is. He's he's not the coach for them. He's not coaching material. Like, that's a whole nother dilemma with Georgetown. Georgetown went and got him because he was a, a Christian Leitner legacy see. type player at Georgetown. They didn't co- They didn't pick him up because he did some outstanding stuff in the NBA. They picked him up because he's a dream teamer. What he did at Georgetown, him carrying the Knicks on over what they didn't see his exit nose. Every team in the NBA did not want him. Every team. And yeah. he, he was paying his dues. I see them get jobs for him. I'm Mark Jackson get jobs for him. Like, these are players that was, weren't were even head coaches before him or assistant coaches before him got jobs before him. So that's that with him. But UConn, for the run that they were on early and the way that they're losing now, this is the Connecticut that I know, the state that I live in. This is this is the Huskies. This is what we know. They, they play around with it. Hurley went right back to the same old cavalry that he was from last year, and you don't show up on your floor. You from Seton Hall, you were the guard there. Like, I'm not trying to hear that crap, man. You over here crying for him and need tissues. Stop trying to get your Mary J on, man. Oh,
0: come on. I know you're not talking. You know what I mean, dude, cry me a river like Justin Timberlake with the stuff that you pull, my big brother. But still, I got to keep I it do? real. I got to keep it a buck. I got to I, I got Gonna, no. like, you, you, if it's your team, you cry. Like,
1: when the Lions don't do well, you cry, too. I don't, say, I don't pull out the tissue for you and pull pull out the for violin the and play do. the sad music. I'm not, I'm not crying. I'm telling
0: you, it's frustrating to watch this team shoot threes all doing. damn day, dump it into Siago in the middle. Wait. He goes in the post, gets double team, is doing a stupid pivot all over the place and forces up a stupid shot. It's ridiculous. Okay. I'm watching these guys right now.
2: The Lions are good. They were the best team in the last 10 games. I mean, in general. But, I mean, but, in general. If it's if, Miami, if, if it's Georgetown,
0: if, it, if
3: it's the Lions, if heard. it's the
2: Twins. I'd want to be heard. I'd want to be heard. I'd want to be heard. It's fine. i you just saying. Like, you're saying the villains crying. Like,
0: you get on your soapbox so your teams aren't playing well, too. I can get on my soapbox.
2: I can got to tell you how I feel, too, now. I I didn't ask. I could press rewind. I did the Carlos Correa deal. I didn't like that money that they gave him. That's a lot of money for Carlos Correa. The the Lions situation they were red hot. We needed the freaking Rams to win. And the FBI, the Federal Bureau, if they are investigating the referees along with the NFL for that game, this is this is true. If you want, you could Google it. That they're investigating the six refs that were involved in that Rams Seahawks game four plays, two of them in which that helped the Seahawks force overtime. The other two happened in overtime. So that's, that's, that was the line. And even right now with the lines, not even being in the playoffs, they're the talk right now football with Ben Johnson staying in Detroit. So I, I can do that. What other team are we talk about? The Rangers, they playing good and, who else? The thunder! Watch out now! The thunder going crazy! Like, what you want me to do? I, I can do whatever you. We can get whatever you like. But, I can get, but, like, but you're, you're, you're not listening. You're not hearing to... me.
0: When I'm talking about my team, you are saying I'm crying. When I talk, when you talk about how when your team is playing bad at some point in the season, I never say you're crying. That's what I'm saying, my big brother. You're not listening. You do hear me. You're like my wife. You,
2: you listen if you don't hear me, but you don't hear whoa, whoa, me. You don't hear whoa, whoa, me. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Wait till I talk to Shy and let her know how you act. Don't you say that right no, 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 no to her. Uh, uh, don't you talk to her. Don't you tell her she's sleeping peacefully. I, and, and, and I, and I get my niece and nephew to jump in too because you know they bear on So <laughs> <laughs> You don't want me to bring the slaughter, so go, you better go ahead. You better go ahead. You don't want me to bring the slaughter for real. I'll have them all turn against you. Keep playing.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why. I, that's why I, I don't need this right now. But let me bring it serious, and then we can we can talk that joke. <laughs> serious. What's going on, man. When okay, you, you will you will you know somebody as long as I know this dude? Like it's 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 family squabbles, brother. Family squabbles.
3: I ain't I ain't even mad at you to be being so honest with you. I'm just sitting here enjoying the show. You know what I'm saying. Any, anytime you can get smacked in the head, I, I, I'm a happy dude because you are upset. And the way that you guys lost, just wow, I, wow. But with that being said,
2: Let's what's up, gentlemen? How we doing this evening? Good,
1: Good
2: man. You can Good. pick Good. on him. How, how North Carolina. All of us at, at um, college team lagging crazy. North Carolina looks bad too. Everybody looking bad. Shoot. Everybody got Boy, bad time. They still
0: play basketball, T.P.? They got a basketball team, right? Because I haven't heard from Ooh. them in a minute, right? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm oh. oh. And that hate, and I hate, I hate it doesn't even
1: I go you.
0: to you. See, I
3: hate doesn't go to you
0: there. My, brother, my brother is a uh, uh, Tar Heel fan from way back.
3: All I'm going to say is this. All I'm going to say is this. T.P. finishes for me. A wise man told me don't argue with fools, because people from a distance can't tell who is who. So stop with that child and stuff. Barry, I'm grown. Please leave let alone. Mm. Don't throw don't me the, the throne,
2: really? Oh, don't, don't, the don't, don't, don't throw
3: me tonight, my guy. Don't throw me tonight. Uh, me. How you guys
0: doing?
2: Uh,
0: I, I, can't, I can't even with you guys. I can't even with you guys. But um I Much love to you guys. Uh Listen, um,
2: I'm gonna get off college
0: basketball because nobody wants to hear about college basketball. Um yeah, it's, it's that time of year, brothers. It's, it's NFL playoff. We were breaking it a little bit of it down um last night on the NFL free for all. Uh Tuesday nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. same book.
2: Um
0: Listen, um I gotta go back a step um with the with the Sunday game. We talked about it um it briefly uh yesterday. Uh, with the Chargers and the Jaguars game. We talked about, you know, basically the ins and outs of that. And then basically the news that came out, uh, right, was that offensive coordinator uh, Joe Lombardi was uh, relieved of his duties along with the quarterback coach, I believe. So, um, you know, Staley keeps his job, but the court offensive coordinator doesn't. And, you know, maybe justifiably so or not, but. Um, T.P., are you surprised that Staley still has his job in, in um, Los Angeles? I keep wanting to say San Diego. It's so crazy.
2: Um, I hate to do this to all Charger fans and people that support that area of the AFC West. There's a song by a male named Christopher Wallace. He passed away in 1997 on March night. He had a song that was called What's Beef? And the way the song starts off, Ha, 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 ha. That is horrible that you watch this dude turn the ball over five times. Wait, four? four. I don't even know how to look at the number. Like, four. Four picks. Yeah. regardless, right? Right? Three mm-hmm. in the first quarter. First time ever in postseason history, and they came back and won that game. And the worst part about it is you y'all fired a quarterback coach, and you all passing? Why are you passing? You're up heavy. Like, and this is, the, this is the part that I'm laughing at. about. I'm not even laughing at the Chargers. I'm not laughing at Chargers fans. I'm not even picking on Steely. I'm laughing at Lombardi. Do you know Lombardi was in Detroit? Do you know Lombardi was our no, offensive I... coordinator? They got rid of him because he couldn't, he couldn't call the game at all. We were losing heavy with him. And he still get jobs because of his last name. He gets jobs because he's related to this Lombardi. Like, like, that's crazy. Like, And then he goes to San Diego and messed that up? That's the same situation I look at Shanahan. Like, Shanahan, um, Kyle, not Mike, because Mike, you know, resonates me for itself. But Kyle Shanahan is getting that off of the, off the shoulders of his pops. And I say that he's not successful enough that he didn't get Atlanta to a Super Bowl, but we all know what happened in the Super Bowl, 28-3. Then we all see what happened with San Francisco against the Chiefs. They have 10 with six or eight minutes and lose the game. And not even trying to run the ball up against Kansas City, and you know they high power. The same situation with Lombardi that he's trying to be the smartest guy in the room and not trying to get Eckler involved. Like, why would Eckler let the league in combined touchdowns all together? Why is he not getting the ball? That's why, why you got Mike yep. Williams out of the game. Mike is out. And then this is the worst part about Stanley. Y'all kept Stanley, and he played Mike Williams. Like, what What are you doing? Like, he he got hurt in the fourth late in the game, y'all didn't need, like, trying to be the smartest dude in the room. So, now he was up there. You had to hear his press conference. Like, he was talking like he knew it was over um, right after the game. Like, that's what I, that's what I've been doing now, like game where somebody do something questionable or, like, it's a, a questionable coaching situation, I want to hear their presser. I want to hear the end-of-the-game speech. Mm-hmm. And to hear him, let alone to hear Herbert, they both were so distraught and, like, knew that they blew the game. They knew – both of them knew they blew the game. It was like I thought Staley's head was going to fly. And um, if, if the Chargers wanted to go after Sean Payton, he was a consideration, but they wanted to keep Staley again after he blew last season up against the Raiders. He blows this season against the Jacks. And this is not only the first time. This is the second time they lost to the Jacks in this season. The last time they lost to the Jacks, it was in LA and they lost thirty eight to ten in SoFi. Like this that that's incredible that they're still able to maintain a job, but they gotta get the you know, the scapegoat. So they picked the offensive court they Lombardi and they got the quarterback coach. whoop do. doo Like I said, Biggie, ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. They'll be there again, looking up at the top of the AFC West. I don't think they're going to be better than the Chiefs next season. Um, the Raiders may possibly come around, depending on if they do get a quality quarterback, if any of those big names. I'm not even going to try to talk that into existence, but any of them big names that swirl around, would love to go entertain McDaniels. But it, it, I don't feel like the Chargers are an instant impact team to get them right there. And then Joey Bosa, like – for the question mark or questionability of what you may have said to that ref where people are saying that he might've said something racist. Like now I'm not going to lie. I love the way both of the Boses play, but I like Nick better than I like Joey, but both of them have racist issues. If for that have popped up in that game, so, you know, potentially it's like the wrong time for you to try to get selfish because something wasn't going his way. So I feel bad for Joey Bosa, especially while you were out for a good duration of the season to end up causing your team, a good portion of that game right there at the end of the game. So, again, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I
0: didn't, um, you know, I didn't hear much of what he said. All I heard was the aftermath that when he ripped them. He said, I'm sick of those effing or whatever he said, refs. So, um, wow. But, any, you know, and what's even craziest to me, I think um, Staley had a presser, what was it, to Day or yesterday, it might have been today. Where they asked him, "Has he ever felt in danger of his job?" And he said, "No." Like, what else was he supposed to say? But like, it's just mind-boggling to me that this. I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't want him to be fired, but like, option out there than him. And and to your point, they blew it against the Raiders last year, and then they blew it this year in a game that you know the Jaguars were on the mat. They were they were on the mat. You let him back up. You let him, off the hook. let him off the hook. Seriously, talk to me about Staley. Should he should his job have been in danger, or what did they make the right move and, and letting Lombardi go?
3: You know what? I think a lot of people are uh, pouring dirt on Brandon Staley's grave, and rightfully so. I think everybody. Um, from the head coach to the dude who stirred the Gatorade should, should have left. Um, because at the end of the day, nobody had the ball to step up and be like, yo, run the dang ball. You know what I'm saying? You run the football a total of 20-some-odd times the entire game, and you have a 27-point lead. Like, we've seen this blueprint before. It's not like... Uh, Brandon Staley is oblivious to how to blow games um, in this league. This is a guy, unfortunately, who is subpar 500 coach through the duration of this time there in L.A. You have all the talent in the world. You have, um, in my opinion, a a decent quarterback. Um, You have a a running game. You had Keenan Allen back on the field. You go out in free agency. Uh, this past off season, and, and you make the moves, you bring in the corner, you sign, you sign Khalil Mack, you got, you know, Joey Bosa and everybody there, there should be no excuse, first and foremost, while you're sitting here at a fifth seed, let alone losing a 27-point lead when you have the tools to maintain said lead. So I think TP hit the nail on the head. I think Lombardi just so happened to be the fall guy. Um, it's very easy for Joe Staley to go in there and, and make a move and say, you know, I'm cleaning it up um, to, to show management that hey, it's a guy. But what happens next year when you are piddling around 500 when you're struggling to sustain leads? Like this is a team this year who that has blown leads of double digits multiple times. This is a this is a coach that has routinely decided to get cute and take his team out of uh you know, decent you know, field position. He would go for it on fourth down more times than he would trust his team to, to, to defend the length of the field. So it's so many questionable calls compounded by the simple fact that you lose this type of game. Um I, I just don't think he's fit uh, to to leave this organization and to leave this team, um, and I'm shocked that he, as well as others um, who I, I, I will talk about later, um, are still employed by the respective teams. I, I'm, I'm I'm floored, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I am too. I mean, I don't. It's not like I think Staley's a bad coach. I think he probably can coach. He would get a better job. But like I said. I feel like there's a better option out there. If I'm San Diego,
1: uh, Los
0: Angeles, go I, I, no San Diego to me, I don't care. Um, if I'm the Chargers, I'm knocking down every door possible and giving up multiple picks to, to get to Sean Payton because I feel like Sean Payton and Justin Herbert in an inventive, creative offense is a better look than what Staley has right now. But you know what? They're they're gonna live by the sword, and die by the sword. They're, they're gonna hang on that hill. And they, they support their coach. You you want your coaches. You want to be supported by management as a coach, but you know there's only so much you can, you can grasp at. But Thomas, I want I want to pivot from that because you know we could beat that into the ground, but I want to get to the Sunday games that you guys broke down. Uh, you, we talked um, the Dolphins. You talked the, um, the Dolphins Bills. You talked the Giants Vikings and then the the Sunday night game, which I didn't give any respect to, which was much closer than than I uh, anticipated with the Bengals and the Ravens. Um, Of those games, which one, they were all kind of shockingly either close or had an upset with the Giants. Which one surprised you the most? If you're talking, you're on mute because I do it all the time. Probably talking.
2: I'm damn sure was talking on you. Um, that's a very good question is what I was saying. Uh, we're talking about all of the Sunday games. The one that did shock me, I think that the Ravens playing harder to, than expected. I thought that the Bengals would have blew them out. They didn't. Um, I'm going to tell you the truth, Barry. I wasn't really shocked that y'all beat Minnesota, but I thought Minnesota was going to win that game. I'm going to say mm-hmm. this: her and now. Not here now. Her and now. <laughs> Four city. I'm going to apologize on this rant. I did it before in another media with with the Barbers. I had to do it. I'm going to do it here. I do not care the heck Kirk Cousins does from here on out. I don't care what happens next year, 2023, 2024, on. I don't care. He has to prove to me that he could solidly win a primetime game, not – skin in your teeth or some crazy yeah. happening or um, it, it, enough. Enough now. Enough now. You had they gave you all of this money. You had a receiver that, that he's an MVP conversation. Justin Jefferson is uh, an MVP conversation. You can't steal the deal. They brought TJ Hawkins in there. They're me to of TJ Hawkins. You know TJ had nine catches for over 126 yards. He had that. He had that. He, he had that. Mm-hmm. So, what else is happening? Like, they're not getting Dalvin Cook the ball. When they try to get Dalvin kicked the ball, they're down in the in the second half, and you guys got to pass the ball. So now you're putting the game in Kirk Cousins' hands where the Giants are like, yes, we want that, and he don't move like that. He is a dude. Let me tell you what Kirk Cousins do. Kirk Cousins will sit in that pocket. If the pressure comes, he can get the pass off. He will. If not, he'll take the sack. Like, that is the bad part about Kirk Cousins. He will take a sack at the wrong time mm-hmm. in the game, and, and that hurt them a lot of times because they were sitting back rearing up passing instead of trying to get your big playmakers involved in the game. Um, I questioned what the offense was trying to do in Minnesota. I got to tip my hat to the Giants because every time the Giants offense came on the field, they moved the ball downfield like they did not care. They didn't care that that was Minnesota. They didn't care that they was 13-4 <laughs> and four or 14-3, however the record went. They did not care. They was pushing them around as much as they wanted to. Daniel Jones looked like an elite quarterback, and he's not. Saquon yeah. couldn't be stopped. Saquon didn't even have a big day rushing. So if they, if they wanted to get Saquon the ball, that game could have been bloody. They let Danny Jones look good <laughs> passing the ball. Like this is the first time you can really think of Danny Jones having a good game passing like that. Like passing, they offense was eating them up. Minnesota is overhyped. Is that the word I really want to say? hype. I, I really want Over-rated? to say. Overrated. Overrated. Yeah. Overhyped. All of it. All of it fits them like. Justin Jefferson, I respect you. You the only one that I think fits the bill. Dalvin Cook, I know you are a home run hitter. Like I know if you see daylight, everybody's gonna be running for a while. They will be running if Dalvin see daylight. Other than that, yo screw Minnesota. And that's my mother's favorite football team, and I don't I don't even want to tell her that because I know my mother will get mad. You know what I'm saying? Because I know she loved her team. But it's like other than that, like I don't respect the Vikings at all. I don't. I don't. That's that's disgusting that they got dismantled. They didn't just lose that game. They got dismantled by a a uh, mediocre offense. Mediocre. They they the Giants offense looked like they were ready to go and I don't feel like they pose a threat to a lot of teams, but the way they beat Minnesota, now the Giants are back and they got momentum because of that game in Minnesota. That that's ridiculous. Kirk Cousins, I don't wanna hear it. I don't wanna hear that you like that. I don't want to see you on a plane with eighteen gold change from everybody around you, they put it on you thought it was cool and you up here diddy bopping. I don't want to hear that. Like like no, you are trash until proven otherwise. You've been trash in DC, you came to Minnesota, sold up all this money. I don't want to hear it. You gotta prove it to me. I'm sorry. I'm from Missouri.
0: I you know what, you you mentioned it in, in Sirius and Adriana, um, you know, New York Giants fangirl mentioned it yesterday too. The game plan for the Vikings was horrid. And, Sirius, I'll let you elaborate, too, and then you can pick whatever um, surprised you the most from the, um, from the Sunday games. But not getting Dalvin Cook involved in the offense. They, I mean, he had some nice runs, I think, on that first drive and then in the first first half, I think, but then totally went away from him. doesn't make any sense. I understand if Justin Jefferson's getting double-teamed, it's hard to get him the ball, um, but you can find creative ways to get him open, to get him the ball. It was just a horrific game plan by the Minnesota Vikings. And, you know, yeah, Hawkinson, Hawkinson was open over the middle a lot, you know, one-on-one coverage, o- open over the middle a lot. But you, your two best offensive players, you couldn't find them and you couldn't get them the ball. That's just a bad job. Serious. I'll let you take it away. Would you give me your thoughts on the Sunday games? What surprised you the most? Well, I mean, uh,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about these, uh the Minnesota Vikings event, I'm going to tell you the game that surprised me uh, from Sunday. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, man, you when you run the ball 16 times, you really don't set yourself up for success. Now, granted, they, they, right. it was a one-score game, um, and, you know, the Minnesota Vikings had a chance to, to, to win that ball game or at least tie it or whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, again, you run the football 16 times, you're setting yourself up a fair, but what I will say is this. Um, I said this yesterday with Adriana, um, and, and you were on the free for What the Giants did defensively with neutralizing and containing, if you will, Justin Jefferson was nothing short of mm-hmm. spectacular. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, to hold that caliber of a receiver to, to, to 47 yards. Um, and pretty much a lot of that, like we alluded to uh, yesterday's villain, was on the first drive was nothing short of spectacular. You have to give up something um, if you're playing mm-hmm. defense. And I'd much rather give up T.J. Hawkinson in between the hash than to get beat over the top with Justin Jefferson doing gritties in my end zone. I, I, you, you got to pick your poison. And I think that you guys chose wisely uh, allowing T J Hawkinson to be the main focal point now. I mean again Kirk Cousins he didn't have a bad game. He just didn't win said game. Um mm-hmm. he, only, he went thirty one for thirty nine. So uh, again I, I I I get the narrative, you know, the prime time thing that he loses in prime time. I, I get that and I can't I can't really negate that. Um but what the New York Giants did Again, by applying pressure, they never they never sacked them. Again, I mentioned this yesterday, but the fact that they Mm -hmm. were always around and they made them check it down, they made them uh, look to second and third um, options as opposed as number one target. I mean, even you know Thielen, who you you were categorized as a third option or as a second option, was neutralized because he only got three catches. Um, and that ball game. So essentially it was Dalvin Cook checked down or TJ Hawkinson checked down. Again, that's just the credit of the New York football Giants defensive staff. So very interesting game. But for me, gentlemen, and, again, I don't to take too much more of you guys' time, the game that kind of shocked me, at me scratching my head a little bit, was the very first one with the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. If you're a Buffalo Bills team, and we didn't get to talk about it yesterday, so I'm glad I made it to talk about it here if you're a Buffalo Bills team and you have Super Bowl aspirations and you, you know, for all year was pumping your chest out and, you know, listening to, you know, press clippings saying that you are the, you know, Super Bowl front runner and you got Josh Allen, an MVP front runner and missed that in the third. You don't have a close game with a first game quarterback period. Mm -hmm. If you're Josh Allen, um, that's a game that you go out there and impose your will and you step on the, the proverbial throats of your opponent and you leave no doubt. The fact that mm-hmm. this was, once again, a one-score game at the waiting moments of that football game, it, it troubled me. And, you know, I'm I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I'm not sure if we're doing picks in this episode or if we're going to wait until another yeah, we show to do game picks. But, I'm going to tip my hand. I'm picking Cincinnati to win this ball game this weekend Mm. because at the end of the day, there is a dog in Joe Burrow, and he's just going to go get it done. No offensive line, no problem. You're just going to find a way to get it done. And I've seen in big moments um, over the course of the past two years where – Joe Burrow doesn't seem to make mistakes in that waiting moment. You know he he he, he, he trusts his receivers. Um, the defense for Cincinnati is very opportunistic. They, they 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 make the tackle. You get the defensive lineman who runs a ninety semi yard. You know fumble return back. You got Mike Hilton blitzing off the corner, um, making sure tackles. You're not gambling on defense. You're not you're not doing the things that you know, get you beat at this particular point in the season. Um, so, for me, the Buffalo Bills are going to have to prove it to me. I mean, again, it's going to be a great story. This is a game that everybody talking about Cincinnati Buffalo. This is a game that everybody wants to see. This is a game that obviously was, was, was halted due to DeMar Hamlin and everything that happened with that situation. But at the end of the day, I am scared to death if I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Your defense is not stopping anybody. You're not as dominant, especially since you lost Von Miller. And so you let mm-hmm. Skyler Thompson and name that running back, keep this game significantly close. They were able to get after Josh, and they were able to frustrate him. Now, I will say this as a caveat, and then I'll stop. This is a divisional opponent in the Miami Dolphins. So this is the third time that the Miami Dolphins and Buffalo Bills has linked up. And so with that breed familiarity, if you will. Um, so I do think that should go into consideration. But if you're just looking man for man, X's and O's, what I think is a better uh, team going into this pick of a game on Sunday, I'm going Cincinnati, and, and, and it hurts me to say that as a stellar fan. But, you know, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, it's it's going to
0: be interesting. It's a very very emotional game, but I agree with you. I didn't like what I saw from the Bills. But, um, towards the tail end of that second quarter into the second half, um Josh Allen throwing it down the field way too much, not checking it down, taking what the defense was giving them. Um, you know, the offensive line putting them at putting them in a precarious position where they have to block for longer than they need to. They they're they're dealing with some injuries too, so, you know, they need to they need to check it down. They need to really, he needs to get the ball out of his hand a little bit faster and give that give that that line a break. And 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 they you know they don't really have much of a running game to speak of, so that's a problem. So offensively, I, I have issues with them. Defensively, I think you're correct. Uh, Vaughn Miller not being uh, being there it hurts that fortunate injury to, to Mar Hamlin. Excuse me. It does expose that fact that in the back half of their secondary they don't they're missing a piece or two there, um that they would normally have. I mean, I love Elam at the corner. I think he's a he's gonna be a good one, but you know, that secondary can get exposed a little bit. So, um yeah, I feel like they're a good team but they have some issues. They gotta I think they gotta shore some things up. You can't tell Josh Allen not to be Josh Allen to be that gunslinger throwing it down the field because he's got a big time arm, right? And guys were open, but you know you got to be smart too. You know you can be aggressive, and be smart. So I agree that was a troubling game for me. But
2: I want to ask you guys
0: one thing, and then I, I definitely want to get into. Um, I, I want to get into the Monday night game, and then we can look forward. Um, TP Thomas, I'm gonna come to you first, and then Sears, I'm gonna come right to you uh, before I give my opinion. TP, do you have a problem with Lamar Jackson not being on the sideline for the Ravens-Bengals game, um, even though he was injured?
2: Um, fifty-fifty. I'm fifty-fifty about it. Um, to the point where yeah, you should be there to support him, especially if they win. You'll probably be the guy to come in if you do start to feel better. But then again, for me. And what I feel Lamar has brought to that team, they sat up there and gave Roquan Smith $100 million, and he came to Mm -hmm. that team halfway through this season to let Lamar know, we don't care what you're crying about. We are not giving you that money that you think you're going to get. And the worst part about it is your mother's an agent. We lowball you just because of that. So he's going to have to do his searching and scheming, however he's going to do it. Buffalo, uh, excuse me, Baltimore is not budging because they've done this with Ed Reed. They got Ed Reed out of there. They sent Ed Reed somewhere else. Why why would we be surprised if they're going to do that to Lamar? Ed, Ed Reed is the first ballot Hall of Famer. They don't pay nobody. Baltimore rather sit up there and go through the struggle and just live off the defense. That's, that's their beckoning call that our defense is going to get it done. If they think that's Snoop, Huntley and them going to get that thing done, then go ahead. By by gosh, to do what you have to do. But I I highly doubt that they get it done with him or Anthony Brown or Anthony's quarterback here, or if they go into the draft to go get another quarterback, Baltimore is letting us know that if Lamar leaves, we don't care if we're on a rebuild. We've been here before. And they'd rather go with Harbaugh and his decision on not trying to help bring in a receiver to help him and let him try to win these games on his legs and just look at him be miraculous. And when he comes over there, he hugs him like he loves them, but then when everything all else fails, they could care less. And then uh, when Lamar made the statement about his knee not feeling good, you hear Harbaugh say, oh, I'm not even reading into that. I didn't pay no attention to it. It's like, yes, you did. There's no way you didn't hear what Lamar said. There's no way. There's no way. So there's, there's tension there. I know Lamar is good is mm-hmm. gone. I just wonder where he ends up going. But I'm 50-50 about it. I, I, to me, I really feel like he should have been. On the field with them, at least. But I understand where he's coming from. That that organization and that's the front office and potentially the coaches don't care about him. Um, Even though I do get the contract that they did try to throw him, it's quite a bit amount of money. But he wanted a fully guarantee, so that's where like the tug of war is played at. I understand that he feels he's. I feel he's better than Deshaun Watson to me, and Deshaun was able to get that money. So it's like I want. He want to see if he could get that type of deal. So. It's going to be tough for Lamar to try to ink that deal somewhere with a team that's quality enough to get to a postseason. But now you to have to prove it outside of Baltimore.
0: Serious, I'll let you pick right up. What do you think about Lamar not being on the on the silence? Should he have been there or not? No, he shouldn't have been.
3: Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, there are very few moves that Lamar Jackson has made that I, I agree with. This is this is this is one of those. Um, here's the deal you know, we are all at the end of the day men with pride, egos and a job to do. We get up and go to work and provide for our family and loved ones the best we can. Um and when we are in position to 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 to, to make um our family's life better and you know, we, we we try to go do that. Um the Baltimore Ravens essentially in the midst of uh, this situation with Lamar Jackson decided to give a new contract to Roquan Smith. Um, essentially, like TP alluded to, give him Lamar Jackson a finger. Um, not one time did Lamar Jackson badmouth, you know, the Ravens and saying, you know, pump his chest and do all the sort of stuff like people do when they want a contract dispute. We sat here on this very network and in the barbershop several, several, several times and literally dragged Lamar Jackson for showing up to training camp, dragged Lamar Jackson for playing in the preseason, dragged Lamar Jackson for playing the first half of this year without guaranteed contract, without solidifying his financial future and his financial well-being because we feared that he would get himself injured. And as somebody that knows the Baltimore Ravens pretty damn well, um, I saw this coming a couple of years ago, and again if you if you watch the TV's, you kind of see this um the black mm-hmm. Mervins don't give a damn about Lamar Jackson. um they don't give a damn about anything that's not on their defense and and the thing mm-hmm. is gentlemen, they have they drafted Lamar Jackson and then they pretty much surrounded him with wish dot com type of receivers. <laughs> and com type of offensive lineman and was like, you know what, make chicken salad out of chicken crap. The offensive coordinator is garbage. Yes, you build a, an offense to, to, to cater to your, your, your talent, but at, at some point you have to protect your investment or you find yourself searching for a new investment. And this is the situation that the Baltimore Ravens find themselves in. So if I'm Lamar Jackson and my team is on the road and the division opponent um, playing in a playoff game, I'ma sit my happy tail at home, I'ma go back to Florida and rehab, I'm gonna do whatever I, I gotta do because at the end of the day I gotta take care of the man of the mirror first. Mm-hmm. I've given myself to the team, I put myself out there for the team. I've done everything that I can to prove and to show that hey, I'm not a b I'm not a me first type of guy, I'm not a me first type of dude. I went to bat for Eric Dacosta. I went to bat for, for Harbaugh. I, I, I stood up for the people who was, was dragging J.K. Dobbins and calling him all kinds of stuff because he was playing bad. I stood up for everybody. I was the one that picked it up to get Deshaun Jackson in the building. I was one that was frustrated when Bateman went down and this, that, and the third, and this is how you guys going to treat me? If anybody in the NFL needs to be on that Denzel-type Washington stuff, it's Lamar Jackson. Because the Baltimore Ravens essentially gave him the burden of, like, you know what, the hell with you, bro. We can do this to Tyler Huntley. We can do this in Anthony Brown. We can make a trade with the Seattle Seahawks and, you know, talk to them about getting Geno Smith. You know, we can call the 49ers and talk about getting Jimmy Garoppolo over here or, or, or you know, move some assets and trade up in the draft and pick up, you know, a, a project quarterback or whatever the case may be. You know the latest thing that I saw, and I, and I get off Lamar Jackson. I mean, the latest thing that I saw uh, before I jumped on the radio tonight was the fact that the Chicago Bears were possibly in play and to go to to, to trade to, to take Justin Fields to, to to the Baltimore Ravens for Lamar Jackson. And then to That'd go do some other things because they got the because they got the number one pick. So hey, if we can trade the number one pick on an off offensive lineman or a wide receiver, we can trade, you know, Justin Fields to the Baltimore Ravens. They kind of run the same style of offense. So again, Greg Roman doesn't have to change his change his spots. We can still run our quarterback into the ground. We can still shop that wish dot com for receivers, and and, and 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 only trust Mark Andrews in the middle of the field. You know what I'm saying? But people out here in Baltimore want to scream, and the cost of trust when you just literally wrecked, you know, the greatest, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever great of great Show franchise. So, again, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm sitting at home like, the hell with y'all. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go shopping this all season and see what's up. And, you know, if, if, if you don't get a deal done, you can franchise tag me. I'm, I'm not going to show up. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go at it from there. You know, I, I commend Lamar Jackson for, for for not showing up to that plug game. He, he's the thing. He's been on the sideline for every game since he's been hurt. Every one. The week they signed Roquan Smith, he stopped showing up. Make that make right.
0: sense? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's funny from. I, I see it from both sides. I see it from your angle and TPs, right? From the fact that you should be on the sideline because you tweeted, like, a couple days before that game that you wish you were out there with your brothers and blah, 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 like, you know, I want nothing more to be out there, all that kind of stuff, and then you don't show up. So, you, like, you look gazing at me for that, right? But then on that other side, yeah, it's a negotiation tactic because you're not getting what you want, and you got to show them, like, you know, that there's a rift, that you're not happy, so that now we're on our podcast talking about it because now there's obviously something wrong. It's something's not right. So I see it from both sides. From my perspective, you know, he shouldn't have been out there to begin with. I We said that at the beginning of the season. Um, this was what we were afraid of, an injury. You, serious or not. I think it is a serious enough injury that he couldn't play, couldn't perform at a high level. Um, but, you know, if his money was guaranteed, I promise you, he'd probably be out there. But since he doesn't have a contract, no, I'm not going to be out there. So It's tough for me and I, I just wish that, it kind of reminds me, and TP, you, you know, like I know, it reminds me of like when you when a baseball player goes into arbitration. It's you as the player and the the team, whether it be the owner or the GM, what have you, the president, whatever. When you're representing yourself, you know, it's you across the table from, you know, ownership of GM. And, you know, it gets pretty personal why we're not going to pay you this money. No, I want $230 million guaranteed. No, we don't think you're worth that kind of money. But I got an MVP chip trophy and Deshaun Jackson does it. Well, you can't do. You can't throw like you know all these other guys can't. Blah blah blah. It gets pretty personal, you know, bringing up numbers and stuff. Like, no, nah, I'm the heartbeat of this team. This team doesn't win 45 games in, in every season. I'm been in, in this league without me, and it gets it gets really contentious. And it's like, I wish he, you know, would get an agent. I I I, I I applaud black power and black, you know, empowerment and, and representing yourself and, and getting your mother there. But there's intricacies within the contract negotiations that he doesn't, he can't attest. You really you want them to take care of that and you, you know, to have your say, but let them do deal with that kind of stuff. So I think that's where a lot of the beef is coming. I think eventually he'll be back as a race, as a Raven. Um, it's but it's going to get worse before it gets better, and and
2: I I wholeheartedly
0: believe that. So, um, I wish he was out there, but I was surprised that you know, like I said, I was on TP show Sunday, and I didn't think this was going to be much of a game. And you know, things that stood out to me was the the, the, the strong play of the Ravens defense. They were able to um, kind of just really blanket the receivers not let them get big plays down the field, mostly because that Bengals offensive line is really banged up. So Burrow was had the ball out of his hand in, like, less than two seconds. Um, so it's a drop back read, quick read, and hit that open guy in the zone. So um, And defense is a little – they're playing him a little different. They're not going to let him, you know, take advantage – they're not going to play man-to-man and let these receivers take advantage of them down the field. They're going to play zone. They're going to get up in his face up the middle and force him to make a quick decision. So it's going to be different from last year's run, but um, the fact that it came down to a a brilliant goal line play uh, where they, you know, they knocked the ball out and took it back a hundred yards was really surprising. So, um, you know, and shout out to Hundley who played. You know, he didn't play lights out, but you know, he did everything he could to keep them in that ball game, and, and probably could have tied it up if not for that play at the goal line. So, um, calling number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Got got the chef, the callers cook cookout. TP timeless, serious with the villain himself. Um, timeless, I, 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 I'll, I'll come to you. Um, the Monday night game, the Cowboys and the the bank, the, the Buccaneers. Uh, twofold. Were you surprised about the outcome? And do you think Tom Brady played his last game in the NFL?
2: I honestly thought it would be a closer game. I thought Tampa could either make it a game or win the game. I didn't think it would be that bad of a bludgeoning. Um, we might have seen our last game from Tom Brady, but I think he might shock us again and end up on, on one of these teams that they particularly are mentioning, it, whether it's Vegas or out there in the Bay, like, all the potential that they're trying to throw around. I don't, I don't know if Brady's going to leave the game on a butt kicking. Like, that's a butt kicking. Like, I don't think we're going to remember a goat getting beat like that, but it can happen. Anybody can make their mind. But the way that he looked at that game, um I kind of want to split what I'm about to say, but I kind of have to say it this way. Um Brady is now old. Not saying looking old, he's old now. And there were a couple of passes in that game. But Mike Evans and company, they were open and he was just throwing it behind them, or couldn't place the ball where that ball needed to be. And um, Brady, Brady's looking like he's toasted. And um, the turnover that Curse had got, he did a shady play. I don't know if anybody's seen it, where he tried to he tried to trip him, but it, it actually kind of worked because he didn't get caught. But Brady's doing things that that ain't Brady like, and everybody's seeing it now. Brady, we're starting to really heavily see the decline of Brady. I don't know if that's the way he wants to end his career, but if he does, it's time. Uh, we, we've seen it. He's 45. I don't think he has not, not much to prove. He got in the playoffs off the skin of his teeth. He's lucky the NFC South was terrible, but they got in there under 500, and the way Dallas beat them, it was like an all-around situation. It wasn't just Brady because that defense couldn't stop Dak and Schultz at all. Schultz and them, they were eating him bad. Like So – um. Todd Bowles, I'm not buying it anymore. You're not a head coach. I don't care what you tell me. You screwed up in New Jersey. Now you're screwing up right now in Tampa, and and the call that you made last year, blitz in the corner, that was the Cooper Cup. You're not a head coach. You're making a lot of questionable situations happen, and and you're not getting called out to be accountable for them. Um, That that needs to be called into action right now, and they may end up losing Byron Leftwich because people are intrigued to try and pull Leftwich in, so – if he ends up losing left, which I know Brady may potentially go because there's no old head around Brady to kind of keep him calm in the offensive scheme of things. So I think if this isn't Brady's last game ever, this is Brady's last game as a Buccaneer. I know that for sure. He is leaving Florida. Plus with DeSalle uh, buying the house next to his house, I, I know he's not trying to stick around Florida too long no more. I, I think he's done with Florida.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see him. Definitely played his last game as a Buccaneer. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't come back. But I agree with you. I, I as Todd Bowles as an African American, I want him to succeed. I want him to do well. But it's not only the fact that you know Tampa Bay just took a, a massive this year. It was on the defensive side of the football that they took a step back. That they just looked completely lost, lost in coverage against Dak Prescott and those in those boys. Um,
2: it. it
0: I can't justify. You're a defensive coach, and the defense before it. Serious. What do you think about that bad Monday night game? Were you surprised in the outcome, and um, do you think you've seen the, the last of uh, that man named Brady?
3: You know, to be honest with you, I, I wasn't. I wasn't surprised by the outcome, but I was surprised by the outcome. If that makes any sense. Because I honestly felt as though the, the the Dallas Cowboys had an opportunity to win. Now, for selfish reasons, and the fact that I just can't stand the Cowboys, I did pick the Buccaneers to win. Um, but at the end of the day, um, that was the best the Cowboys have looked in, in, in quite a while. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to hold you. Like, that. Dak Prescott looked like he was, you know, just reincarnated into something else, and so, you know, Kellen Moore called himself a decent game. Um, Dak Prescott took what was given. He was accurate with the football. He used his legs. Um, I, I think that that's kind of where the game was won. Because if you, if you ask me, yeah, a lot is going to be made about the defense. Um, but at the end of the day, the Tampa Bay offense. Um, was near the bottom anyway. Like they were struggling to score points all year. It doesn't matter who they played. Hell, my squad beat them in Pittsburgh who we wasn't even cooking yet. We didn't even have T.J. Watt back yet. We beat the Buccaneers. Um. So at the end of the day, the the their, their offense was was not not doing well this year. And again, a lot of that has to do with their offensive the line and and what have you. But uh, the fact that this Cowboys team went out there and just literally did whatever they wanted to do, came in the crib, sat down, ate the last piece of chicken, smacked the chicks on the behinds and everything else, it, it, it was disrespectful. Um, and if you're a Cowboys fan, you know, you, you enjoy that. So for, from that standpoint, um, it, did, it, it did go kind of like I had thought. Um, excuse me, it, it didn't go like I thought because, again, I expected it to be more closer than it was. For um, the Man. question of Tom brady played his last game, um, I don't think he did. Um, again, this is one of the most egotistical uh, players <laughs> in, in our game. And when you go out that way, when you have a very public and open – you know, discussion or fight or blow up or divorce with your wife and everything. And, you know, everybody's talking about that's the reason why she left you. And then you go out and you lay an egg like that. Um, I think he's going to want to run it back, whether that's in Tampa Bay, whether that's in uh, Vegas with the Raiders, whether he uh, finally gets his chance to go to Miami and, and team up with, with the Dolphins or you know, whatever, wherever he goes. Um, mm. I, I think he's going to give it another year or so um, to kind of get this bad taste out of his mouth. Um, but, again, Father Tom is undefeated. attacks people on the shoulder at different points in their life, um, at different stages of their life. Um, and he and LeBron, have, have defied Fiver Town for, for a very, very long time. I think Fiver Town is now starting to tap on Mr. Five's shoulder and be like, yo, my guy. It, it, it's almost that time. So I think we going to give it one more run um, and then maybe right off to the sunset. But, again, we thought he was going to retire last year and he came back after 45 days. So we'll see what happens.
0: We almost had him. We almost had him. But, um, yeah, listen, uh, I'll I'll talk about Brady first. I mean, my gut tells me he'll be back with, like, the Raiders, uh, with the connection with McDaniel and company. Um, I don't know why you would want to go to that organization. It's always a mess. It hasn't been a model organization the last few years. But, I mean, um, there's an opportunity for him to play there. Um, You know, there's an opportunity for him to possibly be in Miami, but I don't see him going to the AFC East. You know, outside of that, San Francisco. I think you know they're they're going to have their own issues with their two quarterbacks, which we'll talk about pretty soon. But uh, with Purdy and Lance, but uh, they're going to have an interesting decision to make uh, with those two. uh, I tell you that right now. But I I really feel like um, he needs to let it go. I I, like you guys said, T.P. Say you got nothing else to prove. You got nothing else to prove, man. Like. You've done it all. you went to the mountaintop more than any quarterback has. You're the greatest quarterback that ever played. I'll never say he's the greatest football player that ever played. Other people will say that. I understand. Uh, you're the greatest quarterback that ever played. But, um, you know, there's nothing else to prove. I, I don't know why you would want to keep playing. So, um, But my gut tells me he just can't let it go, man. It's, you know, it's a drug. It's addictive. You know what I mean? You know they'll do everything to protect him and coddle him. You know he don't have to get hit. He's Tom Brady. You know what I mean? They they chase the rules so he don't have to get hit. So um, there's no no harm no foul on him coming back. But um, I was shocked that the Cowboys dominated him like they did. Um, you know, I, at TP I thought of you. Um, the, the over under was what forty six, and it, they missed it by one point because of those missed field go- uh, extra points. <laughs> it's like Total Vegas, man. Total Vegas. But um I was Vegas shocked was that, Calv- man, that was crazy. Oh it's no good. Um, but I, I was shocked that they played as well as they did especially coming off that commander game where they just really got their butts handed to them. Um, Dak probably played his best game of football it definitely in a long time. Um, running the ball. Passing the ball, making um, good decisions, using his eyes, moving safeties, moving linebackers. He just played a really flawless game. Uh, Kellen Moore actually called a good game on offense. I think they could have ran it a little bit more, but I think they used Pollard in a way that really kind of let Dak Prescott get going. And the defensive game plan was really simple: Parsons, you stay on the off- on the on on the line of scrimmage, and you make 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 it a, a their life a living hell, and, and that's what they did. So. Um, you know they were the better team, and they left no doubt. And and that was that was the most shocking thing to me uh, that they left no doubt. Um, but yeah, um, it's on to week to the divisional round, which I want to talk about because um, it's going to be a, there's some good games, um, there's some intriguing matchups, some some little uh, some rivalries, uh, some old, some new. Um, we'll see what we got. So, I mean, I'm going to get the first game out of the way. Um, Jacksonville, Kansas City, uh, TP, um, you know, Kansas City coming off their bye week, 14 wins this season. The Jaguars offer that big win at home against the Chargers. I mean, what do you got in this game?
2: Um, this is a very tough situation because I don't want to count out, uh, Jacksonville like that because of the way things went down against San Diego or Los Angeles. you got me doing it now, Barry. Um, <laughs> I, I thought I thought the Chargers were going to win that game. I really did before that that first quarter happened. I thought the Chargers were going to do it, and Jacksonville stormed back to win that game. So I can't really count them out like that. So as much as I want to make this an interesting situation. I am gonna make this an interesting situation. They're gonna lose that game. No, but I'm I'm I, I got it. I got it. I don't think they could go on an the arrowhead and win. I I think that this'll be closer. I think Vegas is setting everybody up to try to go out there and go get the uh the Chiefs at a high rate. I, I know that point right is gonna be favorable. I'm looking at it right now and I think it's eight and a half. Um, I think I think the Jacks keep it within the possession but I think Kansas City still wins. It, it could come down to a touchdown or a field goal, but the way that Mahomes has been playing, i really got to see if Jacksonville could slow him down in the track and field games. Like like that's Usain Bolt, that's Justin Gatlin, that's Tyson Gay, that's Asafa Powell. That's all of the track stars you could think of wearing football uniforms. There's a track meet every time. And so as you say, you got to keep up with speed. And matters that speed kills. I don't think Jacksonville could do that all night on the road. If they do, this will be the upset of the century, or at least a decade. Something that's crazy is crazy going to happen. But I, I think that uh, Kansas City takes care of business in this game. But I feel like it'll be a one-possession game, though.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a closer game, too, and than, than, in, 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 it's going to be very interesting. Seriously, what do you got on this Jacksonville-Kansas um, City game? It's not the one that most people are talking about, but it could be a track meet. It could be interesting. If you're talking, you're on mute. I think I, actually, I think he dropped. Um, I'll get him back in if he comes back in. I mean, to, to me, t- Timeless, it, it seems to me like um, the Kansas City defense is playing some good football at the right time. I think their pass rush is, is really kind of come together. Um, you know, I think just as a whole, the defense has been playing some good football down, down the stretch this last month. Um, I feel like Kansas City is going to jump to a big lead. I think uh, Lawrence is going to get some scores, get him back in the game. Um, and then you know, I think Kansas City will pull it out late. I mean, I'm really impressed with you know we said it a couple times. Like you know, I like Jacksonville's off season from the draft and, and the people that they signed, and then to get to this point, uh, Doug, Doug Peterson that's coaching. So um, you know, kudos to them. But I think the, the the buck stops here. I think this is the end of the line for them. And, and, and no shame in that. Kansas City is a really good team. So. Um, I, I agree with you, though. I think they're going to keep it close, but I think Kansas City will prevail. But uh, I want to talk about, the obviously, the game that I'm most interested in, the, the Saturday night game, um, Giants-Eagles. T.P., I'll let you go first, and then I'll clean it up. I mean, what do you think about that, that Eagles-Giants uh, matchup, the third time they're meeting this year? The Giants have lost, they lost both uh, contests. With the latest one, twenty-two to sixteen at the at the link to end to close the regular season.
2: I uh, I hope the Giants just stay around, man. Um, that game at the end of the season, it, it kind of really doesn't hold too much volume to me because I know Philly was kind of trying to go through the motions, so they didn't get anybody hurt, but they wanted people to still stay crisp and make sure they could lock down first place as best as possible. The last time they played up before that, they were in New Jersey and they beat the blood out of the Giants, and they are just blue and white after the game. No more red, white, and blue. They just beat them to blue and white. So if Philly does this right, if Jalen Hurts is effective, I really I really want to see if that injury is really bothering him because they've been trying to, like, keep that on the raft as best as possible. But if he comes out and he's successful, that running game is working like it is, and that offensive line has stouted as it's been all season long, the Giants may be in trouble, especially going into House of Horror, a.k.a. the link, Where's a hostile environment. It's going to be tough for New York to go in there and do it. Um, can they do it? Yes, because the Giants have always gone into a postseason and been able to do the unthinkable with the no-namers. But this Eagles team has mm-hmm. been doing it all season long, and it would be interesting if the buck stopped at this point in time. I, I find it hard for Philly to lose this game to a Giants team that is middle of the road for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be hard for the Eagles to lose this game, but everything points to the fact that there's so much pressure on the Eagles because they're the one seed. They're the favorite. The Giants are playing with house money. I mean, any point of this, this playoff that they keep playing is, 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 is is like it, like I said, they're playing with house money. So all the pressure is on Philly and the Giants are, you know, should be loosey goosey and going back to the link. I mean, I don't look at, I agree with you. I don't look at that last game of the season much because the Giants didn't play their starters, the Eagles didn't really open up the playbook, Um, the Giants played them tough with their backups, you know, the first game is more of an indication, but again, Leonard Williams didn't play that game, Dory Jackson didn't play that game, Um, I think they were missing a couple other guys in that secondary, so um, you know, there was guys on the defensive side that didn't play in that game, you know, Hodgins wasn't there yet. Um, as a factor on offense, so you know I think there's some there there are some some things that are leaning towards the Giants. Um, interesting stat though, TP. Do you know since 1990 the Giants haven't lost to a one seed? They're six and zero against one seed in any conference. That's that's crazy. Since 1990, they've never lost. They haven't lost to a, a number one seed. So. Um, I'd love to see that 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 trend i I'm gonna pick my giants obviously because I'm not gonna pick against them. I think they do have a realistic shot to win this game. I think they'll keep it close um you know and they'll have to pull it out late um daniel jones is is you know played his best game can he duplicate it he has to play better than perfect then he played pretty perfect last week so um, for them to win this game. So it'll be very interesting. I think the defenses on both sides are going to, they're going to decide the outcome of this game, uh, without a doubt. Um, so Thomas, um, the, the Sunday games that these are, two, this is, these are gonna be two really good games. We get spoiled in the playoffs. I think we get some really good football lately. Um, and, and if the first game is the, The before mentioned Buffalo Bills versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, it's a rematch from the regular season game that we only got to see a quarter uh, before the untimely injury to uh, Demar Hamlin, who's recovering at home. Um, You know, prayers. You know, God, God is a miracle worker, and and, you know, he he he's doing a lot better right now. So this is going to be an emotional game. It's not back at the at at Cincinnati, but still, these two teams that shared. Uh, unbelievable experience together on the field, a a hookup uh, in the playoffs. Uh, TP, what do you got?
2: I can't give too much, but it's going to be the most entertaining game this weekend, I feel, uh, where these quarterbacks are going to go shot for shot. Um, The heart-heavy situation for Buffalo and Cincinnati trying to redeem themselves after – that offensive line blunder in the last two plays of the Super Bowl where I looked at you on third down and the third down snap where Aaron Donald had tackled Mixon, and I looked at you and said, Barry,
0: mm-hmm.
2: game is over. And you said, what yep. were you talking about? I said, Barry, the game is over. They're going to pass on fourth and one. You said, no, they're not. I said, watch. They came out of the shotgun, they passed, and the game was over. That's right. So now Cincinnati sure. has to do all of the right things, to get right back to that situation and redeem themselves. They've been playing like their hair has been on fire since mid season and this is a hell of a collision, especially the way that this game is going down because who's to say that Cincinnati didn't win that game in Cincinnati. But now it's kinda of like the uh the rematch fool like in next Friday. So I <laughs> wanna see how this goes down. I I really can't wait for this game. But both quarterbacks I do respect. I had to I had to learn to like Josh Allen. But I'm a big Joe Burrow fan because of his birthday. Just check out Joe Burrow's birthday and you'll see why. But (laughs) other than that, I I, I can't wait. That's that's my little twin if y'all don't get it. But um, both of these guys are excellent and they both could take off. I think Josh Allen is more capable of running more, but Burrow will do the same thing too. Burrow will take off just to pick up the yard to do the right thing. And he's been dangerous and he's young and talented too. So, this this is all type of fireworks that get your popcorn ready for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I feel like you're going to see a lot of Joe Burrow getting out, getting the ball out quick. He's not going to hold that ball. Like I said, he got the ball out in 2 seconds. Um, against the Ravens, you know, they're missing three of their five offensive linemen, so that kind of compromises what they can do. They can't go down the field. They're going to play zone on you and really kind of keep everything in front, almost like a cover two, cover three shell, and really kind of, you know, you have to put them in the right spot in in two seconds or less. So on the Bills, hopefully that'll kind of help them because their pass rush isn't as good as it was, like we said, without um, Vaughn Miller. I think it's going to be a game where you see Josh Allen, at minimum, get at least 15 quarterback runs. Um, Hundley um, had some design runs and and ran the ball effectively against that that, uh, Bengals defense. So I I feel like the the Bengals are vulnerable, vulnerable in that sense that a running quarterback can be an Achilles heel for them. So I think the Bills really get physical. I think they start to pound it and um i i i'm leaning towards the bills i, I mean i i kind of feel we're seriously saying i wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals won that game but i feel like the bills are on a mission i think they got a wake-up call if they didn't get a wake-up call last week then there ain't no time but um I feel like they're going to be physical with them. I feel like they're going to run right at them. We'll they'll make enough plays to get stops late, and, and, and then they'll really um, they'll clamp down on them in the fourth quarter. It's going to be a close game. I expect all these games to really be close, to be honest with you. Um, and this one's no exception. I think the Bills will um, hold the Bengals off. I think they'll be up late in the fourth quarter. The Bengals will have the ball and drive down, and then the Bills defense will have to get a stop to get to get that win. Um, I, I'm not sure. Do you know what the line is on that game, TP? I think it was, um, I want to, it's, so it's five. No, they're minus
2: five. five five
0: Okay. So it is five and a half. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would take the points on, on the Bengals. I think they're going to win. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to win by three. So that's kind of my gut on that one, but I think it's going to be a close football game. Um, and then the game that, you know, I mean, as a Giants fan, the game I'm waiting for is Giants-Eagles. Uh, but I think the most um, intriguing game of the weekend is probably the Dallas-San Francisco game. This rivalry goes way back. I mean, me, CP, we watched these rivalry with, with Steve Young, t- Troy Aikman. We're talking about um, Emmett Smith and Terrell and Owens doing the, you know, the pose on the star. This is a bitter rivalry from last year as well. Um, this rivalry, it seems like it's renewed. Uh, the 49ers, um, they're clicking on all cylinders. Uh, Dallas looks really good against Tampa Bay. TP, what do you got in this game?
2: Um, the story to watch out for, I'm going to tell the truth, is which quarterback can prevail up against which defense. I think mm. all of the pressure is on Dak to get it done because this is the same team, different scene because they're in California now. They're not in Texas. This defense is the one that stifled them, made them do that quarterback scramble and tackled them with, like, 11 seconds on the clock. They had no timeouts, and they couldn't stop the clock, and the game ended. This is the rematch, Mm -hmm. fool. The theme still continues from next Friday. Um, Dak is going to have to prove it, but bigger than that, can Purdy carry the Niners? That's right, and I I, I don't want to put this pressure on him because I actually like this kid. I
0: did Tim too. Purdy
2: carried the Niners with everything on his shoulders, especially with the world watcher. Forget this America. The world wants to see him either do good or fail. Cowboy fans want to see him fail. The rest of the world has that feel-good story of the young guy, third stringer, picking up the pieces to carry this team. If he gets it done up against Dallas, beware Sports City. There will be a show on Monday if the Niners win that game. If the Niners win there will be a dismantling of the star. I, I will do it all by myself if I have to. This, this is tough, but just pay attention to this game. I, I know I'm going to be watching this. My popcorn is ready. I feel like, you know, and I got to ask you real quick, to be, who, do you, who would you trust more,
0: Purdy against that Cowboys defense or Dak Prescott against that Niners defense? Like, who do you trust more?
2: I'd have to say Dak because Dak's been here and is tired of falling Mm -hmm. on his face. I think Dak has had enough of that. Like, if he doesn't take it personal for all the years that he has fallen short, then people can start to dismantle Dak Prescott. That's what I'm saying. So, if the Niners win, I'm going to go get Dak, unless he's injured or there's a special team Mm -hmm. play to happen and he's safe. But if Dak is playing sluggish or he's turning the ball over or he just can't get things going, it will not be safe for the star in sports city, That's all I'm saying. It won't be safe. So <laughs> I think all the pressure is on Dak Prescott, and I don't want to give too much more on how much I will dismantle him because that's like setting up for my masterpiece recipe, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I,
0: I would trust Dak, even though it's a better defense in the Niners than the Cowboys. I mean, listen, Purdy, I saw some good things from him. Um, against Seattle I saw some bad things. I saw some bad habits that he's gotta clean up. Like, you know, trying to go out the back door of the pocket when the pocket collapses, backing up instead of stepping up in the pocket. Um, but then, you know, he made some like early you could I think he the, the playoff jitters got to him a little early in that Seattle game. He was making some, some throws that were sailing on him a little bit. Um, but then, you know, they settled down. McCaffrey got it going. Um, then he found Debo and Kittle, and then it was off to the races. I mean that offense. If you don't make mistakes, that offense runs, especially with McCaffrey. Now that thing is on autopilot. I mean McCaffrey. I think I said it to. Um, I think I said it to to one of my buddies that I was talking to. Um, McCaffrey had that long touchdown run, uh, or that long run. He didn't get the touchdown. They got it um, early in the game. But the most impressive run to me in that game was like a four-yard run where he ran up the middle, jump cut in the hole, and just lowered his shoulders and powered through to get a tough four or five yards. Like he is just an amazing running back, and he gives them an element that they hadn't have even when they had uh, Moser and 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 Wilson and company. He he's just a dynamic runny, runner that you can get the ball to in, in space. You can get him the ball up the middle, um, handing them off or, or throwing it to him. He just makes Debo uh I you that much better and he get he gets them that much more open because he's such a dynamic player. Purdy uh, he if he doesn't make mistakes, it should it it should come pretty easy for them, right? So I'd like the Niners in this game. I like what I saw from Dak and company. Um, last week, but I feel like that Niners defense is a different animal than that Bucks defense. That Bucks defense is horrid. And the Niners defense with Bosa and company Armstead, who doesn't get enough credit in my eyes, um, who's a damn good defensive player, um, they, they get after it. And, and they are an aggressive defense. They, they, they play fast, they get up in your face, and then they play physical in the back end. So um, it's going to be a tough Go for for Stevie Lamb. He, I don't think he's gonna he's faced a defense as good as this. Maybe it's Philly, but I don't I don't know. I, I haven't seen that. So I think Dak, if he plays the way he plays, they they can keep it close. Um, but I think the Niners are going to pull this out. Especially in the advantages for them to be in San Francisco, um, you know, at home. Um, it, it, everything points to me saying that the 49ers will win this game. So. Um, that's my pick, but uh, it's going to be a fun weekend uh, of football. I hope everybody gets out, to, gets to, to watch it, enjoy themselves and, and, and with their with their friends, loved ones, whoever, uh, and, and enjoy some some playoff football. This is when it really gets good. Um, uh, I mean, is there anything that you wanted to talk about anywhere in the land of sports before we close this kitchen up and, and call it a night?
2: Um, just, I mean, we could do something real quick about LeBron here at 38,000 and then we could get out of here. I mean, your thoughts yeah, on LeBron, and the 38,000 mark and, and being in that elite company with just him and Kareem, he's right around the corner from breaking the record.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it's a feat. It's, it's,
0: I, I you know the, the 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 hater in me, the villain in me, wants to say, "Oh, it's compiling, and, you know, whatever." He's played this long, and you know he should have that record. And, and it, it, it's true, but you still have to marvel at the fact that you know he has eclipsed at thirty-eight thousand mark. It's not something that a lot of people thought would be done. Um, you know, I think in our youth we saw um, Malone get close, Kobe got close, but nobody. Got to at least with the point where LeBron is right now, Um, so that that's a credit to himself. So, uh, shout out to to LeBron James for getting that high, and he's about to to take that record down. I hope Kareem um, can find it within himself to to applaud uh, LeBron. As much as I hate on the guy, he's important to the game of basketball. Uh, he's an ambassador. He's important to the African-American community. And, and you know, there's a lot of people um, that have records, but, you know, you, you're, you're kind of happy that a guy like LeBron um, could could be that standard bearer in the game. So um, shout-out to him. But, yeah, the hater in me is like, yeah, whatever, dude. You should have had that record. You should have had it a couple years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I'm just, just being hateful. But, um yeah, it's 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 impressive, man. It really is. Like you know, he's not a he's not a scorer like Jordan. Um, Jordan, if he had hadn't taken a couple of years off in between those couple of retirements, I think he would have eclipsed um, Kareem because he was a dominant scorer, thirty plus a game. LeBron, I think it's what twenty six, twenty seven a game, more of a facilitator. But um, yeah at the end of the day you don't apologize and you don't have to make excuses for having as many points as you did and and, and he's going to get that record.
2: I do understand the, the compiling feature. It's just that it's it's amazing that he's been able to play this long and for right. at least I think for myself to watch the growth from him in high school. I remember the games he was having on ESPN to him coming yeah. into the league that first game against Sacramento and up until this point not too much has changed other than him – aging and losing hair and so on and so forth, but he still is him at the end of the day. And um, the only thing that bothers me about LeBron right now is how the Lakers aren't really intact. I mean, they're trying to get their way back into the thing and trying to get to 500 while Anthony Davis is on the realm back to amending himself together. But it's tough to watch LeBron accomplish a feat as big as this is with the best scorer of all time or, the leading scorer of all time being Kareem, and the Lakers don't look like a threat to make the playoffs. Like, they can make it if they go on a run, but that's not a team we see them going to the playoffs and running. Like, even when Kareem was ending his career, the Lakers still made the finals, if I'm not mistaken, in 88, 89. Like, I think around there they lost, you know, but still, like, they still were a playoff-relevant team. LeBron is the face of that team and and can't do it, and he's putting up 40-point games, and... They're winning now, but he's really going to have to exert that much energy at the age of 38 right now. So it's tough to see this. As much as the competitor in me and, you know, when he played the Thunder, that's kind of when it kind of my heart turned cold toward him. But when before that, all the years before that, I was supportive of LeBron. But now that is, his career is close to ending, I don't want to say he's coming to an end now because he still has a lot of game left in him and he's really trying to hang on until his son gets to the lead. But I don't think his son is a one-and-donner. I don't think he's going to college and coming straight to the league, but uh, LeBron is able to do what he wants to do. He's like the queen piece on a, a chessboard. He can move anywhere. He can do what he <laughs> wants. So uh, until then, yep. you got to prove him. He, he is a legend. So you think his son
0: is going to go Is gonna go right to
2: the league, or you think he's going to be a one-and-done? No, I don't think he's not a one and I, I done I, I think he's at least wow. two years, but I, I know that a college will try to – you know, try to put that bug in there that he can leave or a scout will be like, you can leave because, you know, your father's there and his money and there ain't nobody not going to try to pick him up. So, but I don't think he has right. that game that makes him pop off the charts like Carl Anthony Towns or Anthony Davis or Carmelo Anthony. He's not them, but he's doing what he can in the West Coast at Sierra Canyon, like the, the team that they play there. But, We'll we'll see once he gets uh, to the college ranks. If he goes in there and starts blowing it up then then it proves me wrong. But right now I don't I don't see that star power in him.
0: Yeah, I I think he could benefit from a couple years in college. I think his game is getting better as he as he starts to get older. Um I've seen from you know, from what I'm seeing, I think he's getting a little bit better. Um, but, you know, I don't I don't know. I think whatever he does, it's gonna be a product of his dad, and it's it sucks for him, right? Um, if he goes to Duke, because uh, of your dad. If he goes to, right to the pros and gets your uh because your dad. You know what I mean? Like, he can't win for losing. He can go to a small school, and, and it still wouldn't make a difference. So, um, you know, LeBron wants to play with his son. That He's made it abundantly clear. Um, you know, good for him. I, 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 re- I personally don't really care whether what he does or not. But, um, yeah, that rock is – game they won. He exerted so much uh energy I think it was the other night, I think it was, just to get that win, right? And and but, you know, you look at that three game stretch, you know, got blown out by the Nuggets, uh, lost in the Mavericks and lost to the Sixers, like that's who they are. They beat the Kings, they beat the Hawks, they beat these teams that they should beat up on. They go on a little run. Everybody thinks they're back, but then it's back to reality when it teams. And and I I really think they're a play-in team that's going to get bounced in the first round. So, um, you know, I I don't know. It it will, you know, they're 20 and 24. Um, Once he gets that record, it's just like, I don't know why we're talking about the Lakers very much. You know what I mean? It's going to be going to be kind of tough to watch this team but you know give Russell, West, Russell some credit like coming off the bench and playing well with the second unit they need him uh, to play well but I just you know I think they're in the mix for Cam Reddish um, as far as I heard today that would be a nice shooter that they can get but other than that I just don't see this Lakers team doing much of anything right now I really don't so um, it's going to be a tough sled for them but um, listen like I said um You know, always a pleasure doing a show with you, TP. Uh, Talking some some hoops a little bit here. My Knicks lost, so I mean, I'm I'm
2: basketballed out for (laughs) for one
0: night. Uh, My son's team won. They they won their game, uh, 20 to 16. Uh, uh, You know, came from behind and got the dub. So they got their second win of the season. I'm happy about that. Um. Other than that, I'm <laughs> basketball <is> out.
2: <laughs>
0: but, uh, you know, thank you so much for doing the show, Apollo's Cookout. Pretty sure the roundtable will be on tomorrow with uh, Chandler and Mike, Michael Harvey, so definitely take a listen to that. Um, we're on all streaming platforms, so you can add any of your devices to play the Sports City Chefs, and she'll hook you up. Um, you know, make sure you definitely get out there and listen to our show from yesterday with our guest host Adriana Ayabola, uh, New York Giants uh, fan girl is your uh, Instagram handle and, and Tumblr. I think she's on Tumblr too. So, uh, shout, out to her. shout out to our shout out to our sponsors PHI Apparel. Uh, get to their website, use the promo code chefs, get fifteen percent off of your order. Get your Philly merch, your Sixers, your Eagles merch, uh, what have you. Um, you know. It's it's always like I said it's always a pleasure doing the show with you appreciate you and everything uh, that you do for the chefs do for me personally and, and um, you know PP you know what time it is you know what they do man it's, nobody can close the show like you can close the show even though you let me have my show I let you close because I can't do it like you brother so take it away
2: man nutter. That's all I'm gonna tell you is Nan Nutter if you don't know where that's from. <laughs> yeah, it's Nan just, Nutt. Like, <laughs> I,
0: I'm trying <laughs> to be like baby powder, man. So I'm I'm baby white. Right? Yeah, you you powder and I'm baby you know you know that's his name, right? You know that's his name, right? I I, I never knew that until like years ago my best friend from college told me, like, so uh Mike Ebbs was baby powder. And his baby, white.
2: <laughs> Listen, this, this is how exciting it gets for a city. All I have to do is say, nan nutter, and I set this thing off like the 80s. Set it off for right our left. <laughs> Y'all set it off for little right. Y'all set it off. So stay tuned. Just like you said, we got shows going down, that's for sure. Stay tuned for Sunday because that's why they give their picks for the Sunday, because I don't want to take away from the brunch. I got to keep some type of ammo. I got to keep something. Mm-hmm. I got to keep something. I got to keep you in trees, got to keep your mind sharp. You know, mm-hmm. sorry, boys, but all the money in the world couldn't bring me back again. Lay down. Lay <laughs> down. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chef again, and if they don't know, now they know.
0: Ow. Of course I it it, it it doesn't wanna play for me. It doesn't wanna play for me. I think I think my computer is is just a wreck. It 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 it, it it's just terrible. Terrible TV. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chef, sports city,
1: sports city, chef, chef, sports city, sports city, chef, chef, sports City, sports city, chef.